Hello and welcome back my partners in crime, welcome back to Murder Analyzed and welcome back if you're listening on podcast, let's have a chat about murder. Hello everybody, it's so lovely to see you, thank you so much for your support on all the platforms that we use. Thank you for all your comments, thank, thank you for all your you know, subscription, you subscribe to this channel and as I'm saying about that, as everyone always tells me, please could you subscribe to this channel, please could you tell your friends about this channel, please could you hit the like button and please could you hit the notification bell uh, when you can see upcoming videos um, that I release. Now I'm trying to release on a Wednesday and a Friday, I am going to do some lives, um, I'm starting to work that out now and it's only taking me time because I don't know what I'm doing, but um, it's going to be once a week that I'm going to do an hour live So it, and one of the subscribers on here and I can't find your name I've looked it's because I've answered your message and it's gone um, so um, thank you for letting me know about that so I'm going to do premieres and then we're going to talk about these cases so if you're interested in joining me there'll be lots of information coming up on that as well so thank you very much thank you to all my members and thank you to all the, everybody actually who watches across the world it's amazing really um, I'm overwhelmed by it so um, with all that out the way oh one last thing um my stephen west thank you stephen again um for people like you with our super thanks and stuff i really am appreciative of all that you do for this channel because without people supporting this channel we wouldn't be able to run this channel as we do so thank you for that and thank you to everyone that supports murder analyze for all your comments and please always check on the community page because I put a lot of information up there and I don't always answer every um, comment but I like to put up on the community page um, lots of details and stuff for you to read about. Now today's case is the Carly Ryan case. Now it's a 2007 case, it's from South Australia. I've been doing a few Australian cases at the moment um, because one, I used to live there and I love it. And um, some of these are really interesting cases. And I feel that you would um, appreciate, especially this one, for many, many reasons that I've done this. It may be a 2007 case, but it's important today as it was then. I think what this case is going to give you is an insight actually one into the murder of this poor young girl when she was 15 at the time of her murder but also to the insight of these online groomers and these online predators and how far they will go to get to your children. This case is um, an extraordinary case really when you look at it from that point of view. Also what makes this an extraordinary case is the bravery of her mother Sonia Ryan who had changed the law after her child's death it took 10 years to do it but she did it and um, that was to the law needed to be changed really to protect other children from this sort of harm because the law prior to that would have been that this predator would have had to have done something done the act or some act to you know of harm to um, Carly before he would have been arrested now um, it's about online grooming really these laws and about it's about pretending to be someone you're not pretending to be a different age for you know really to use that to groom these children to meet these children to abuse these children or in this case to murder so I really really have a lot of respect for Sonia Ryan and I'm going to leave a link also on her um, site that she does to help protect children and it's 
amazing, really. So anyway, this is the case of Carly Ryan. Now, again, the following case does deal with online grooming and child exploitation and may trigger uh, some something for some viewers of this channel. This Murder Analyzed is an adult-only channel, but I still like to give out warnings on cases because this could trigger something in you. So if this is not for you, this case, there is plenty more to watch or to listen to on Murder Analyzed or Let's Have a Chat About Murder. A Victorian man found guilty of murdering teenager Carly Ryan. Murdered in 2007 by an online predator and pedophile. Her attacker had created fictitious online identities to ultimately lure the teen to her death. Carly was groomed by Gary Francis Newman uh, for over 18 months, posing as a young boy. Um, he convinced my daughter to meet him alone uh, without telling me and murdered her. Carly Ryan was 14 when she met a boy called Brandon Kane online. Carly started to tell me that she started to care for him and I thought it was a, a little strange. She began pleading with me if she would be able to meet his family. She was really quite um, actively asking for that and so I agreed to talk to whom I thought was Brandon's father on the telephone. That man was 50-year-old Gary Francis Newman. The Brandon Kane was a figment of Newman's imagination, an internet alter ego designed to get him close to young girls like Carly. Tragically, his web of lies worked. One night in 2007, he convinced Carly to meet him an hour away from her home. All that I know is that at some point, um, uh, he, he made some advances towards her. I don't know whether he, he told her that Brandon wasn't real. Um, but he attacked her from behind and um, pushed her face into the sand and um, murdered her, left her for dead. I don't know what she went through, but um, I don't want to think about it, I really can't. So let's really start from the beginning, shall we? When Carly was about 14 years of age, she started talking to this new friend online in 2006 on the internet. Um, and he was in, um, I suppose when we think about the internet at that point, right? Facebook was in its infancy, wasn't it really? Instagram actually didn't even exist then. So you had things like MySpace, you know, and, and um, you know, other media sort of domain sites, that sort of thing. And Carly used um, this, you know, MySpace. As we do now, we use, you know, all these different forms of social media to keep in contact. And we have friends, don't we? And people request friends and stuff. And that's how she met this um, person on this site. Now, I think also when we talk about 2005, 2006, 2007, this sort of um, crime, I suppose, wasn't, we wasn't aware of it, was we? Well, some of us was, but the most, most of the general public was not aware of these online predators. Because with any criminal, especially predators like this, they will use any access to get to your children. And what happened was with MySpace and all this sort of stuff, and even now with Facebook and all these different things are being used, uh, much more harder to do you know, now than it was then, but it is, it still happens, right? It still happens. Um, they sort of 
honed their skills, didn't they? And I'm telling you, in this case, this case highlights just how predatory these people are. Also, it highlights what lengths they will go to to get your children. Really, how manipulative they are to get your children. And, you know, I think she was growing for about 18 months. So, really, when you think about it, the time they spend... They don't mind waiting and taking that time to groom that child to get to a certain position where they feel that child is ready for them to do anything too. So, you know, it's it's a it's a eye-opening case. This in in many many um, aspects. This case. So you can call it cyber stalking, can't you? I think people call it catfishing. People call it grooming. However you want to call it. Right, this case is 2007, it's as relevant today as it was then. Actually probably more so now, because there's much more different social media sites and stuff that these kids are going on, and this can happen to anybody. And I think when you listen to Sonia, and, and she tells you about how she was, um, her computer was kept, you know, in a main area of the home, it wasn't in a bedroom, it was in the kitchen or the dining room, in public view. She sort of understood, you know, that, um, not that there was dangers because she says herself she was naive to that, but she just wanted to make sure it was a family computer, not like now where everyone's got, you know, laptops and God knows what else everywhere, phones going constantly. 2007, 2006, 7 was a bit of a different time then. So Carly used to use the computer mainly with her school friends. They would do their homework projects and stuff like this on it. But she was talking to people on this MySpace in the family area. As we always say, try and keep you know your kids in focus so you can tell. But this is where this case starts to get strange. Because even though they had that computer in this area, in this communal area where people were around, this predator knew that. He knew that the only way he could get to these children was to do like a looped film. And it wasn't of him, it was of a young lad in a hoodie on the computer. But it was looped. As she's walking past, and as Kyle is sitting talking to this person, they didn't realize that the footage was looped. So that's one thing that you need to keep in mind. This was in 2007, the technology then. The technology we got now is a lot better. So as she was sitting there being groomed by this person, and we're going to come to this, she said she was, because um, Sonia said she was sort of curious about her daughter's online behaviour. Now they lived in the Adelaide Hills uh, and their family computer was in the kitchen. Uh, and Sonia, as she said, always looked over the shoulder, always tried to take notice, always tried to be involved with her children. She had um, a younger, or a, I think a, a brother as well, Carly. And then she, um, I think at that time, Sonia was a single parent, right? But Sonia was so protective of these children. You know, these kids were lovely kids. Carly was a lovely kid, an outgoing kid enjoyed her life, enjoyed her school life, enjoyed her friends. She even enjoyed being online and talking to Brandon, who she thought she was talking to, this 18-year-old lad that had come over 
from America, this musician, he'd migrated then to Victoria in, um, in, in Melbourne, Victoria. And um, so he sort of come across as someone that needed friendship and everything. So as this months went on, 18 months, don't forget, this girl was groomed by this person, you know, thinking this man was 18 years old, thinking his name was Brandon, and they formed an online relationship, which became quite close online. She would tell him about her schooling, where she went to school, where she lived, her phone numbers, her, you know, all this stuff. Because we are friends, aren't we? This is what we do. We communicate. You tell me about your life, and I'll tell you about mine. Now this is the whole problem here, is that when you have predators like this that infiltrate these children's lives, because they believe they're friends, they believe everything they're being told, they are being honest and truthful back to them. And so there's where they get all the information they need about your child, your family, and everything they need to know to now push this grooming to the next level. And as it changed, as it went on for a few months, or, you know, year, year and a half, it then became where she loved this boy. She couldn't wait to get home to talk to this boy on, on um, even spoke to him on the phone, or did she speak to him on the phone? Really, you know, because this is where this case gets really, really strange. So don't forget for the first year or stuff, Right, and I need to keep homing in on this because this person knew what he's doing. So she thought she was talking to a boy called Brandon Kane, this 18-year-old musician who'd moved to Melbourne, needed to get to know people and online. There was no red flags at the beginning. Actually, there's no red flags as the months went on. This person was just gaining information. There was no sexual conversation at all in the first year. There was no conversations about anything. All it was about was how's your schoolwork going, how's your mum, about music, things like that, what friends, you know, would talk about, I suppose. You know, and um, then things started to change. You see, because now she's opening up, he's got her, right? He's got her now. And then it's, it's things like, what, what she interested in, um, what she gonna do. You know, she's now 14, coming up to her 15th birthday. What's gonna happen? She's talking on the phone to this person, um, having conversations with this young lad about her life and about things as her 15th birthday party's coming up. Then he suggests, can I meet you, right? Can I meet you? And she says to her mum, I really, want him to come mum, I, you know, he's, he, it's my 15th birthday, I want him um, to come to my 15th birthday party. And um, it sort of led on from there, right? So don't forget now, we're having phone calls from a younger person. We're having looped now filming going on of a younger person. But now they want to meet, don't they? So how is this man and I'll tell you now, he's 50, with many, many different names, profiles on the internet, over 200. How is he going to meet this girl? How is he going to turn up at this girl? So then it starts, right? Oh, 
Brandon can't make it. Right? Brandon is doing something, he can't make it. But my stepdad is going to be in the area and he'd like to pop in and he could meet you and your family. So of course she's ecstatic. She spoke to this boy for 18 months. He's probably told her all about his great, you know, stepdad and how wonderful the man is, you know, all this, how great the life is that he's living with this stepfather and everything. But Brandon now can't make this meeting. So she says to her mum, and the mum said, well, I'm not really sure, right? Sonia wasn't really sure. And she said, you know what? I don't want him coming to the house. We'll have to meet him somewhere else. So I think they met in a local cafe. So she met him and he was in a security, you know, had security top on it with, you know, and she asked him for ID and he showed her ID, very professional, this security ID. That's to put you at ease, isn't it? This is a security man. Oh, he's all right. And then he's very friendly and there was no looking funny or any conversation that was out of place. And so she said, listen, rather than stay in a hotel, why don't you stay with us? Because it's Carly's birthday and that's what you've come for. And, um, you know, stay with us and then you can leave. Being polite, because this man has come across as nothing more than a man that is interested in his son's well-being or his stepson's well-being and the well-being of Carly. So she's opened her home up to this man. Now, thinking that he is the stepfather of the person that Carly's been talking to for 18 months on the internet. What she doesn't know, that this is Gary Newman now, and he's a 50-year-old prolific paedophile, and in the end, a killer. Now, don't forget, this man isn't Gary Newman to her. His name's Shane, you see? And, you know, it was good, you know. Um, because he'd groomed this girl so well, she didn't want to upset his father. She wanted to make sure that when Shane, the security guard with all the, you know, the stuff that shows who he is and his ID and everything else, um, that she wanted to make him feel welcome. And so because she wanted to make him feel welcome, the mum wanted to make him feel welcome. Because don't forget, this was a relationship of 18 months. There'd been no, nothing, no red flags online at all. This man's now turned up, he's just passing, it's her 15th you know, birthday, and this, he couldn't make it, you know, the boy couldn't make it, so I'm here instead. My name's Shane, I'm the, I think it was the adopted father or the stepfather of him and he's turned up. Well, now you've just let this man into your home. And as I said, I think at this time, Sonia Ryan was a single parent. Don't forget, these people that groom now know everything about her family because she's told. There's no man in that house for him to be worried about, is it? He thinks he can control the situation because he's controlling Carly and now he's gonna try and control that mother. That's what's going through his mind now. So now he's in the home. You have Carly so excited that he's there. But what Sonia starts to notice then is the way he's looking at Carly. He's looking her up and down. You know, mother's instinct. You know something's going on here. You know something's wrong. His persona's sort of changed. 
he started to change. The way he looked, the things he said, it made her anxious. And I always say, you've got this inner feeling, haven't you, of when something's wrong. And she sort of knew, she said, there was something that just didn't seem right about this whole situation. And she said, I sort of said to Carly, because she'd asked this man in the end, because what it was, I think, what done it for her is when she walked into Carly's bedroom and he was lying on her bed, just chatting, lying there, a 50-year-old man, now in your child's bedroom, just coming up to her 15th birthday. And you now know in your mind, something isn't right here. So she says to him, you need to leave because she knew something wasn't right. Now, this is when his true self started to come out because he wasn't happy about this at all. In his mind, he'd planned this for 18 months. He'd waited 18 months to get to this child. And now you have some mother standing there throwing him out the house. Oh, he buffed himself up and he was angry. He was pissed off that you've come into this room after all my planning, all my grooming, and you're going to throw me out. But she did. She threw him out. Now, if she had called the police at that time, right, there would have been nothing that then police could have done because the act wasn't, there was no act towards Carly at that point. No harm had come to her. He couldn't have been prosecuted under the laws of that time for grooming or pretending to be something he wasn't, right? That's the law that changed in 2017 because of Sonia Ryan's fight for justice. That's what changed. So it's really important here because now this man, right, has left the property. But you see, he didn't get what he wanted. He didn't get what he came for, did he? He just didn't. So now he's angry. You've upset him. You've upset his plans. Now, Kylie is also upset because she believes, well, hang on a minute, what's wrong sort of thing. She couldn't see it. All she could see that this Shane was the adopted or stepfather of her friend online that she's had this relationship with this Brandon Kane for nearly two years. And she says, the mum says, there's something wrong. And I think the mum says that Carly thought, hmm, and she sort of went a bit quiet. So at that point, that was really the end of the conversation about him because everyone's trying to get back. And she says, please, Carly just kept, Carly just kept saying, please do not ruin my relationship with Brandon. I'm just talking to him. Everything's okay. I promise you, I will talk to you if there's anything else. That's how much Carly believed in Brandon, a person that didn't exist. So this Gary Newman, this 50-year-old paedophile, online groomer with over 200 different profiles 
of young boys online with about 35 other females, young girls, that he was talking to uh, with all these different personas he was using and, you know, pseudonym names and all this. Every profile was different, different country, chatting, and a lot of chatting and a lot of grooming was going on at this man. But as you see, um, Carly was already in by that time. She was invested in this relationship. She might have thought that the dad or the stepdad was a bit strange, but her whole investment in this relationship was with Brandon and nothing was going to stop that. But what's happened now, this situation created, it's like a power struggle, isn't it? Because the groomer now knows that your mum thinks there's something going on. So now he wants you to be deceitful. I want to meet you, Brandon states, on your own. Because your mum doesn't like my dad, my stepdad. I want to meet you on your own. Don't tell anyone. Just say you're staying at a friend's house. And that's what she did. I think, I think Shane or Gary Newman, as it's been stated, had made sexual advances towards Carly on the day that he visited her. Um, but she didn't tell her mother. So unless she'd wrote that information down or it's found online somewhere or whatever, I think that's how they found out much later after her death about that. So the next time they met, this is when this man took her life. It turns out that they'd done this meeting. She had told her mum that she was going to stay at a friend's. She was actually going to meet this man. But there was someone else with him. There was this young boy that was the stepson, I think, or the adopted son of this man who would have had to watch what happened to Carly on that day. He was probably the one that she spoke to on the phone. He was definitely the one on the looped video that was going to keep everyone off his scent, this man. His name wasn't Brandon Kane. This man's name wasn't Shane Kane. He wasn't a security guard at all, it's all fake. But they arranged to meet Carly. They met her and on this secluded beach. Um, a beach walker found her beaten, suffocated um, and left to drown on this beach where he'd beat her. He had probably tried to some sexual advances on her and again she's rejected him because what she was there to do was to see Brendan the young boy. She was never going to see him, was she? But in his sick mind, she was. You see, he played the game for 18 months. He wasn't waiting any longer. He was already upset because the mother threw him out and had questioned him over things. He was already upset, if it's true, that he had already made sexual advances to Carly on that day. He would have been upset at then when Carly had met them 
that she was more interested in the young boy than she was in him. This girl had a terrible death. It looks like she was attacked from behind. She was pushed down with her face into the sand. She was beaten. Um, I don't know if she was sexually assaulted, but probably. And then she was thrown into the shallow waters of the sea on this beach and drowned. All because of this man sexual gratification. He had groomed her for 18 months, then he's abused her, and then he's killed her. It's such a shocking case this really when you think about it, because all this young girl wanted was friendship. And her mother, when you look at this case in detail, had done everything she could to protect her child. Yes, she says she was naive, Many people are still naive to what really goes on online. And this is why we do these cases, isn't it? To bring awareness about these sorts of crimes to help protect you. This woman has fought the justice system with local governments and different agencies and different charities to change the law in South Australia. And hopefully this then would spread out if it hasn't already, because it was 2017 when this law came into play, this Carly's law come into play to protect young people from online abuse and online predatory acts like this. This man was clever. He used his stepson. He used him to speak on the phone. He'd done video loops. He pretended to be something he wasn't. He turned up at this woman's door with false ID, making everything seem all right. But you see, they can't hide, you see sometimes because he's waited 18 months for that girl now Sonia saw something in him that day she knew now all these events he could have walked away and left this girl he didn't have to contact her again he could have come offline he could have stopped that profile of Brandon on that line but he didn't because he was fed up with all the work that he'd put in to that he was going to have this child no matter what no matter what it's a really shocking case this isn't it when you think about this poor young girl died at the hands of this man it must have been awful for this girl it must have been absolutely awful and it must be awful for her family to have to relive this all the time but what Sonia has done and you know credit to her is push and push and push not only for the change in law but to go into schools to set up websites that help people understand about online grooming really understand it because this case is extreme but what this case does show is what this person's mindset and the mindset of these online groomers are about 18 months two years three years these kids can be groomed for because for him that's all part of this sexual gratification you see he's using all them experiences finding out about everything building a relationship making sure that he had this girl in his pocket but he was also talking to around 35 other young girls as well all underage and he had over 200 different profiles of young boys this 50 year old paedophile prolific paedophile that's what he was really doing he thought about how 
to entrap these girls, how to make sure that he could get them where he wanted them. And even if their mother got in the way, in the end, it didn't stop him, did it? It just didn't stop him. It's such a sad case, and I want to go over this law a little bit, because people have said, well, why didn't you ring the police? Well, what could the police have done? What could the police have done at that point in 2007? A man's turned up at your house. He's looking at your kid up and down. He hasn't touched her, because she hasn't said at that point that he'd made sexual advances to her, right? And even if he had, he hadn't done the act at that point. So, and then he left, you asked him to leave. He may have got a bit aggressive. He may have, you know, confronted you in a quite an angry manner, but he left. So what crime at that point did he commit under that Australian law at that time? None, none. And so this is why this law is so important that came into legislation in 2017 and that um, Sonia Ryan pushed and pushed and pushed for and other charities and other local government agencies have pushed and pushed because it's such an important part to make sure that our children are safe, that we have laws in place that protect them, not after the, the fact, but before. We have to make sure that all our laws continue, continue to be pushed and, and changed to keep up with the online predators that we have today. Cyber law is a law unto its own, really. It's so complicated with cyber law because each jurisdiction is different and we spoke about this before. Now in Australia you have different states. Now this is South Australia that's brought this law in. They were hoping that other states would bring it in and they should. If they haven't already, they should. I'd be interested to see with the Australian people, uh, subscribers on here, if this law has now come into place in other places like Queensland and uh, Melbourne and different Sydney places like this. It would be interesting to know. But it took two year, uh, 10 years sorry, for that law to become in place. 10 years, that's a long time, isn't it? And that's a lot of children out there that were still being groomed up until then. Listen, the laws are not gonna change their minds of some of these online groomers, don't get me wrong. But what it does do, it can make them be prosecuted lot longer before they'd actually done the act because this law introduced is about you can't lie about your age you can't lie about your name and stuff you can't use the internet to groom for sexual purposes right that's what it brings in now this law had been in place when carly was groomed in 2007 or 2005 to 2007 then this man as he left at Sonia's home on that day she could have rang the police and he would have been then investigated and charged under that because they would have been able to find out then that what he was really like and all these different profiles that he had online he is an online predator one of the most dangerous online predators because of the techniques he used to groom and to hide his identities he's one of the worst so it says here that the law um, this legislation with the bill for Carly's law passing through Parliament, the law makes it an offence for an adult to lie about their age online or pretend to be someone they are not to a child um, and then attempt to meet that child. Um, it's really, and they've said here, it's a monumentous decision and that has come through and it's been tireless campaigning and, you know, 10 years of it. Um, you know, Sonia Ryan and um, the CEO and founder of Harm Prevention Charity, the Carly Ryan 
foundation and I'll leave links to, to that foundation on there and they had lobbied with the South Australia and um, to introduce uh, the following it's, a, it's a, on the 10th anniversary I think of, of Carly's murder the federal government agreed to insert a version of uh, Carly's law into the Commonwealth now this is really good because it's a version so it would only be the first part of the Commonwealth Criminal Code and as the Act gets bigger and bigger um, they can insert more into it then as it needs to grow because as our online um, crime grows you know it, it's, it's really important that these laws are put in place to stop these predators at the early stages so if you are being groomed and you are in South Australia and you feel that you're being groomed or you feel that someone you know is being groomed, there are now laws to protect you and you should ring and make, you know, make yourself known and to make sure that you can now stop um, these, these online groomers yourself. There are laws there in place now to stop you being harmed, to stop you being harmed and also to take these people off the internet. They really are, and if we can keep pushing these different laws in these different countries and inserting them in different criminal codes across the world, then we are working towards, listen, you're never going to stop it, but if we can limit it, you know, and limit their access and limit their access to our children, take them off the streets quicker, even if it's for 10 years or five years, they're off the streets. It gives your child a chance to grow up with less of a, you know, these predators trying to get to them because a lot of these predators have certain age limits thereafter but that, as you've seen with this case he groomed for a very long time a very long time time is not an issue to these people they don't care because to them that's even you know sexually gratifying even that you know illusion of being somebody else this make-believe life they are living even that is part of their sick mind so this Gary Newman this 50-year-old paedophile that groomed Carly Ryan, 15-year-old, and then murdered her in 2007. It's, uh, you know, it's a name we shouldn't forget. I mean, this man got some prison time and stuff, and again, I always say about these people in prison and that how they're going to um, survive it. But this man is such a manipulator, isn't he, really, when you think about him, when you think of how he fought about every aspect of that grooming process and took into account what he should and shouldn't do, what he should and shouldn't stay at an early stage, not to, didn't want to shock them, didn't want to come across as overpowering, you know, setting up his son or stepson to go with him, to give a false sense of security to Carly as he was about to abuse her and murder her. It's shocking really. Then you have to think, with the son, young he was anyway, and he was not prosecuted in this case at all. But can you imagine having that as a stepfather? This man that would do that in front of you, he'd probably talked about it. There was nothing this boy could have done. Nothing. Nothing this boy could have done. This boy's life must have been hell before this man went to prison. That's all I can say. It must have been. Her mother states, she says, I sit here still and I look back and I think it's something like out of a horror movie. 
it's something that's you know that a normal functioning human being could not conceive of doing the level of deception that this man went to the fact that he used his own son to be part of the ploy to lure my child is something that I will not I was not prepared for I don't think none of us and this is why this case is so important for you to understand this is how bad these predators are to use people so close to them to help them to lure a child to her death she said it was something that she was not prepared for and she knew that Carly had no idea and wouldn't have been prepared for any of this as far as she was concerned she was friends with a young 18-year-old musician and that's who she was going to meet. She had no inkling really in her whole imagination of what could have happened to her if she'd gone on that meeting or else she'd never have gone. So I think this mother sort of sits there years after the murder of her child and still can't grasp the gravity of the deception of this man. But I want you to grasp it. You need to understand what we're dealing with online predators. These are not like me and you that sit and they're having a chat. You know, they're not. They know what they're doing. They are manipulative. They will do whatever it takes to get to your child and they will wait. They will wait until they think that they've got your child enough that they are your child then, no matter how good your child is, no matter how much good relations you've got with that child, that this person is so manipulative, he's played the game so well, that you're going to leave your home, you're going to lie to your mother, and you're going to meet the person that you think you're in love with, and you've had this relationship with for 18 months, and it turns out to be someone like Gary Newman. That's what I want you to take from this case. This is what you're dealing with when you're dealing with online predators, paedophiles online. This is it. This is as bad as it can get, really. But it does show you and give you an insight into the mind of these people. And we should really take notice of facts like this in this case that show us just how deadly and how much they will do and what they would use and the people they would use to manipulate the situation so that they can get, in the end, what they want. So she was murdered by assault, suffocation and drowning. Really. Uh, and I think the motive they've got down here under the legal documents is foul attempt of sexual um, pen penetration. Uh, and the convictions are Gary Francis Newman guilty of murder and his son not named at that point and even if he was I wouldn't name him anyway was not guilty on all charges and that would have been because of the circumstances around this the age of this boy and also what this boy would have had to have lived through really and it's not a nice thing to sit there you're probably shit scared of this man yourself and you know what he's going to do to this girl and then you watch him beat this girl, abuse this girl, and leave this girl for dead, to drown. 
Again, he got life imprisonment, this Gary Francis Newman, life imprisonment with a 29 years non-parole period. Do I think it's enough? No. Why not just give him life? All right, he was 50 when he did this, or 47, I think, 50 when he went a call. So 29 years. Listen, I keep saying to you, time, age of these predators, if he lives this long in prison, time with these predators, age time, so, you know, it'd be what, 79, 80. It's not going to stop him. There's plenty of paedophiles out there in their 80s. Really? Really? Listen, 29 years non-parole, that's before he can go in front of a parole board and beg to be let out. Really? No, you should have just given this man life and been done with it. 29 years is not enough for someone that has specifically, all the, over 18 month period, groomed a child, made that child believe that, you know, this is just such a sad case, this, to where the laws had to be changed, really. And you have a man here who has used his own stepson to get access to children online. He's used every technology going. He's an in-your-face liar. This is a man that turns up at your door to abuse your kid. This is how bad this man was. To give him 29 years, not enough. Not enough, really. Not enough. Life sometimes should be life. So, this has been the case of Carly Ryan, this 15-year-old poor girl that was murdered in 2007 in South uh, Australia. I hope you found this case interesting. You know what to do. Thumbs up, hit the subscribe button and uh, see you in the next one. Bye bye.